from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Monday, March 29th. I'm Marco Werman. Today, Russian leaders vow to destroy those behind two suicide bombings in Moscow. And we catch up with Jimmy Carter in Sudan. The former president hopes to make the threat of Guinea worm a thing of the past. We brought peace between Israel and Egypt, and we opened up diplomatic relations with uh, China. And, but I think that when we see the last case of Guinea worm gone from the earth, there would be few, if any, other achievements of my life of which I would be more proud. Now this news. BBC News with Eileen McHugh. The Russian President Dmitry Medvedev and the Prime Minister Vladimir Putin have both vowed to find those behind the suicide bombings on the Moscow underground. At least 38 people died when two women detonated bombs packed with pieces of metal on trains during the morning rush hour. Russian officials are blaming Muslim groups from the northern Caucasus. From Moscow, Rupert Wingfield-Hayes. The whole of central Moscow has been closed down as rescue services race to retrieve the dead and wounded from far below. In quick succession, two female suicide bombers have blown themselves up on packed commuter trains. Moscow's metro system is the busiest in the world. Every day it carries more than 7 million people. At 8.30 in the morning, the platforms down below here would have been absolutely jam-packed. These attacks were clearly designed to cause the maximum number of casualties. The American government says it will begin selling its mass shareholding in Citigroup, once the world's biggest banking firm, which it bought in 2008 at the height of the US financial crisis. Andrew Walker reports. Citigroup received $45 billion of investment funds from the Treasury to ensure it survived the financial crisis. $20 billion has been repaid, but what's left is in the form of shares in City, which the Treasury says it now plans to sell over the course of this year. At current prices for City shares, that would yield several billion dollars in profit for the taxpayer. Many of the large banks have now repaid the government investment made during the crisis, so the decision to sell Citigroup shares marks an important stage in unwinding the government's financial intervention. The German Chancellor Angela Merkel has repeated her belief that Turkey should not be a full member of the European Union. On an official visit to Ankara, Mrs Merkel has again suggested a partnership agreement. She said the idea should not be viewed negatively. But Turkish officials have dismissed it as an insult. From Ankara, here's Jonathan Head. For two countries with such deep-rooted historical and economic ties, Germany and Turkey struggled to find a common voice today. Speaking at a press conference alongside Mr Erdogan in Ankara, Mrs Merkel tossed in the verbal hand grenade of her proposal that Turkey be offered only a privileged partnership with the European Union. Mr Erdogan said nothing. They disagreed about Iran. She wants Turkish support for international sanctions. He argues that they're counterproductive and hypocritical. They disagreed about Cyprus. She called for the issue of Turkey's refusal to recognise the government on the divided island to be resolved quickly. Two car bombs have exploded in Karbala, a predominantly Shia city in southern Iraq. At least five people were killed. There are fears of increased violence in the wait for a new government following parliamentary elections. On Sunday, at least five people were killed by bombs in the province of Anbar, west of Baghdad. World News from the BBC. 
A senior Roman Catholic leader has defended Pope Benedict's record on tackling child abuse, saying his efforts to investigate one case were blocked by his predecessor, John Paul. The Austrian Cardinal Christoph Schönborn said that Josef Ratzinger, as the Pope was then known, had wanted to investigate a previous Archbishop of Vienna in the 1990s, only to be told that allegations of abuse against him were exaggerated. Nine alleged members of a radical American Christian militia group have been charged with conspiring to kill police officers and, in the words of the indictment, wage war against the United States. Suspects were detained in a series of FBI raids across the Midwest. Steve Kingston reports. Prosecutors say the eight men and one woman were members of a group called Hutari, described in the indictment as an anti-